Hello everyone and welcome to another Game Rack to Quick Look. When I received the Razer Death Adder V3 Pro, I was quite stunned. And I was stunned in a way that I kind of had to do something which I don't normally do. I Normally what Kim and I do is that we read up on the specs, we receive press material which we comb through to find angles and you know specifications and some sort of words of intent from the original designers that's always very helpful. What normally isn't very helpful um, unless it's specific sort of benchmarking results uh, or if there is any fault with the hardware or something generating a lot of heat or something like that is to read other publications reviews that normally just colors your way of thinking and prohibits you from sort of looking at the device as it truly is. But I wanted to see what other people were saying about the Death Adder V3 Pro and they were really liking it. There's some really good reviews out there and I will say that I am not one of those guys who's going to say a lot of nice things about the Razer Death Adder V3 Pro because I think that the things that it does well Razer also does well in other lineups in their combined sort of mice lineup. And the things it loses along the way in order to do those things well are essential to what a Death Adder is. So let me explain. So first and foremost, what made the original Death Adder iconic? It was the shape, mainly the ergonomic shape of it, because by flaring these sights outward and having this really steep, slopey incline on the, uh, the, the left-hand side of the mouse made it very comfortable, not Logitech MX-like, but pretty close, particularly for people with big hands. Now, that was apparent in the X, the, the Death Adder X2 Hyperspeed. It's not that old, and that maintained the, uh, the original iconic Death Adder uh, shape. Now, this Death Adder V3 Pro completely ditches that. They say that it's refined, but really, it's more ambidextrous than it was before. It is not ambidextrous. There are two mouse buttons here on the left-hand side, which you cannot move. There's no removable sides here. But if you look at it dead on, you can see that while it isn't ambidextrous, meaning that the sides are identical, it's not nearly as ergonomic as it usually is. Uh, compared to the fact that you lose the two extra mouse buttons that you usually got here up uh, at the, the, the like the far left corner where your thumb would also naturally be. It can be both here like this, but it could also be up here to activate like some auxiliary functions that a lot of people like, you know, people that buy these tins, these kinds of mice for hundreds of dollars usually want some extra mouse buttons in order to map some sort of function too. So that is gone as well. There is also more stuff gone compared to the other Razer Death Adder mouse, which came out, I think, maybe last year, maybe it was the year before. There is no Bluetooth in this mouse. There is also no um, way to store the 2.4 gigahertz dongle. Usually there is this little window here. It's plastic and Razer kind of makes the worst one that there is out there, but there was a way to store the dongle. Now, in order for like, maybe people don't travel around as much as I do, but I think it's essential that all of the things that makes the mouse functional can be kept inside the clamshell because otherwise you might lose it for whatever reason. Like travel somewhere, put this in, like putting this down into a bag. Well, you're forced to have the 2.4 gigahertz dongle loose down there. And if you lose it, you can't just say, oh, I'll revert to Bluetooth until I order a new one for something because this has no Bluetooth. 
Also, the power and DPI button is one button and it's not a switch. Means that you have to like sort of map it out by feel, holding it, pressing it. I love switches as well because it means that it's instantly recognizable to the consumer whether or not something is on or off. This does not have that. Um, and the final thing is that there's just one central problem. If you navigate through to Razer's website, this is more expensive than their latest Viper mouse. The Viper mouse was designed and sort of you know, made, created around the fact that uh, Razer wanted a lightweight mouse to compete on the esports scene. And what Razer generally told me when I called him about this was that, well, lightness is a really important thing for Razer as it just seems to be a, a, an important factor for consumers. Well, that's fair. Well, that's why you made the Viper then. If you're gonna have one central light mouse for esports aficionados and those who really want light mice, well, then you sell them the Viper and you keep the Death Adder because that is the way that you appeal to the rest of the consumers that love like that. And the thing is, Consumers have generally proven that they like the shape of the Death Adder. That's why it's iconic. So to lose it is just such a baffling decision. Furthermore, despite the fact that you lose a lot of the features of older Death Adders and the Viper in general, it doesn't really differentiate itself all that much from the Viper in the first place. Sure, it's around 20 grams lighter. That is a lot. For a lot of people, that is a lot. I think this is 63 grams. All of that weight shedding has amounted to 63 grams. The Viper in itself is a bit more than 80 grams, so that matters, and I get that. But it's the same 4,000 hertz polling rate if you, if you buy the new dongle, the same 1,000 hertz polling rate if you don't. It is the same Razer Pro 30K optical sensor. Um, it is the same 26 levels of cutoff. It, is, oh, it has worse battery life. Um, because uh, the Viper, the, the, the newest Viper, can actually take a AA battery, I believe, in order to vastly increase the, uh, the uh, of course it increases weight and battery life, but this does 90 hours, um, and it's more expensive than the Viper. Um, it also has the same Gs of acceleration, all of that stuff. The only real difference is that, first and foremost, it is, again, a bit more ergonomic, but only just barely, and it has the new third-gen Razer optical mouse switches, which obviously we're gonna test and they're obviously gonna do great because they're always good. That's the same with the, 30, the Pro 30K um, sensor and it's gonna be the same with the switches and it's the same with the build quality. It's always great with Razer. Razer mouse uh, mice are generally great. But think about what they've done. They've unergonomicked the shape. They've lost Bluetooth a little cubbyhole for the dongle. They've maintained many of the same features that you get on a Viper with a weight shedding uh, uh, as a result. But as, as the result in general is that those two mice are very similar, too similar to compete in the same market space. So why not keep the death out of what it is? I don't understand. So that's my take on it. Thank you so much for watching. See you on the next one.